Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your hosts, Dan and Danny. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And? I'm Corrine. All right. Yes, you are. You're not John. And everybody's thinking, who's Corrine? Who's Corrine? I guess we should start off by saying that John has left the Phantom Faction podcast for Mm -hmm. personal reasons. We're we're still friends. We're We're, still... Yeah, there's always a spot for him at the the table here. And uh, hopefully we'll have him back one day. So we wish him the best, and mm-hmm. uh, but we carry on the Phantom Faction podcast, uh, well over 50 episodes now. That's right. And, and what we're going to do is have uh, many co-hosts that maybe. Uh, drop in to, <laughs> to make so. a trio, you That's know? Right. So. The ghostly trio. So yes. I don't have to change that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So. That's right. And Corrine, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you are uh, from the Fergus area? Yes. And, and she's part of ship. Part of ship, yep. So you've done some ghost investigations, and yeah, uh, one, or, one or two. But so you can be our, our very first kind of co-host filling in. Okay, well, t- Tony's great. filled in. Remember, well, Tony's done when that I was too, on vacation so. there. Tony filled <laughs> yeah, in. Let's right. not forget about poor Tony. <laughs> he listens to all the podcasts too. That's right. So. We've had a lot going on over the last little while. There's been a lot going on. One thing happens to be. You did a an appearance with the Georgina Paranormal Society. I did. Right? And uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, well, we had Linda mm-hmm. from uh, the, the Georgina Paranormal Society on the show in the summertime, I believe it was, or in the fall. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of positive feedback yeah. on, on her uh, episode, and people want her back. Yeah, she's she, fascinating. She's got tons of great stories, and she's, she's been doing it, she's told me, for 38 years. Is that right? Wow. Or 37 years or something like that. Right. And I said to her, I can't believe you've been doing this since you were two years old. And then I was her, <laughs> I, I was her, suddenly her favorite person of all time. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but, uh, and what's unique is that the talks that they do on the monthly basis is yeah, done in a funeral home. Yeah, every, every month or every other month on the last Thursday, they mm-hmm. do uh, a a presentation of, mm-hmm. or, or they'll have guests in, like they had me in, right? And uh, they do it in a funeral home up in Sutton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I guess the people who own the funeral home are, you know, open to paranormal and right. And said, hey, we've got all this, you know, we're, we're not. They don't do it in you know in the areas where they have right. the, you know the viewings sure. and that sort of thing. But they've got like a little sure. There's a reception a, a room little reception or area where they have where they have the wakes and, and everything else. They said, hey. You know, if you guys want to come in here and, and mm-hmm. host it. And uh, they do uh, uh, a drive for the food bank. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. uh, get donations and they give it back to the community. And, right. And they share all their paranormal goodies. And right. it's really cool. And it's open to the public that they yeah, can come can and go. tell their stories yeah, or listen to the stories. Yeah. And, and, uh, fascinating. Yeah, I love it. And I'd, I'd like to go back. Right. Even just to just yeah. to listen to other people's right. uh, paranormal Days. And it was nice, too, that you got invited to the local cable channel as well. Yeah, and that was up in uh, Georgina as well. And I, yeah. I guess Georgina, it's between Newmarket and Barrie. Oh, okay. So it's a pretty big area. It's like yeah. Keswick, Holland's Landing, Sutton, right? whatever else is up there. But it was it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was on the couch with the, the three ladies there, and right. and they were they were great. They were a lot of fun and asked me about my book mm-hmm. and asked me about Chip and doing some investigations. And I haven't watched it. 
but yeah. uh, I don't need to because I was there. <laughs> and I don't like seeing myself on TV. Yeah. But uh, that was a lot of fun, too. And I'm, I'm very glad that Linda thought of having me up there. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to see Keswick and Sutton. Yep. And I don't think I'd been up there ever. But No. 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 It's something else. It's and, nice area. Yeah. And apparently, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of weird stuff going on in Georgina Township, too. Wow. Um, I posted some pictures on Facebook page about the rake. Now, they were calling right. it a skinwalker. Oh. But, but I said, no, I said, that sounds like a rake. Because okay. skinwalker is more of like a, a Native American folklore kind of thing. You know, like right. a, out the Navajo. Yeah, like they the, talked the, about the skinwalkers. And stuff like that. And this thing has been seen, spotted three different times in the Keswick area. Mm-hmm. And it's like a white, skinless, humanoid type thing. It's hideous looking. <laughs> and one couple who wished to remain absolutely anonymous saw it in the parking lot of a bank, like in town. Mm-hmm. And then another lady saw it uh, in her subdivision. And it's not like like mm-hmm. a spread out subdivision like the old ones. It's like the cookie cutter houses with the you know the town you know the right. the semis and the townhomes and and that sort of thing. And uh, another lady saw it um, just on the outskirts of town. More right. in, a, in a rural setting, but I, I wonder what it is about Georgina Township. With right. uh, apparently they get a lot of UFO sightings out yeah. there as well because say. because of the lake, Lake Simcoe, Simcoe there. Right, and there is uh, a native, a First Nations mm-hmm. uh, native reservation up there as well, and they were telling us about uh, you know ghost stories from the island, and mm-hmm. apparently they've had Bigfoot sightings up there as well. Right, and. Uh, the indigenous people won't uh, won't let anybody know where mm-hmm. he uh, wanders that's around and okay. where where he's where he's leaving yeah. footprints. But that's okay. Right. But they're so, protecting him. Yeah, uh, they're protecting him. <laughs> and what did you call this? The rake. The rake. R A K E. And how would you describe it? Is it alien-like? Is it humanoid? Is it? Oh. Well, if you look at the pictures on the Facebook page, right? It's it looks like it almost looks like a gray. Mm-hmm. Um, like, More animal-like, right? Yeah, could like be a, like sometimes it's, it's, it's sometimes it goes. Sometimes yeah. it's been seen on all fours, right? And sometimes it's seen on two legs. But uh, wow. there's no clothing. There's no gender. Like no, nothing that you can tell if it's male or female. Yeah, it's uh, white, like bright white skin, big big eyes, and uh, you wouldn't want to run into it. No, late at night. No. But if you go on YouTube. There are people that have apparently captured it on uh, camera as well. Right. So, and you know what, with CGI and everything now, like with yep. the special effects, it's hard sometimes oh, to sure. tell. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I, I would I would like for some experts to have a look at those and say, yeah, that's legit or no, it's been altered. But, right. But it's such a yeah. crazy looking entity. Yeah, it's really Yeah. To quote Slapped Ham, it's up to you to decide. <laughs> it's up to you to decide. <laughs> and for some reason, Georgina Township has one running around. And the, But yep. there's a definite feeling in that area when you drive through right? it. Yeah. So, you know when you get that, yeah. that, that, you know, that eerie feeling or that weird sensation when you drive through certain areas, you could feel the energy coming off the land and stuff like that? Yep. Right. 
So is there rural community surrounding, or well, yeah, is it? You know, I mean, like, definitely it, yeah, it was at one time for forests sure. Forests and, and farmland, yeah. and there's swamps, and you've okay, got so tons of lakes, and yeah. you know, you've got Lake Simcoe there. And But uh, I, I think that um, one story that Linda was telling me, and I hope I'm not getting into trouble for repeating it, but I'm not giving mm-hmm. out any people's names or location. Right. But there's an area up there where a new subdivision uh, had been put in. And automatically, within like, well, about two weeks, this one family started having bizarre paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, it's a brand new house. You know, like, no one's died in it. You know, and, but she says, well, it could be the land. Right. And someone figured out that they'd upset the elementals of oh. the property or the land. Right. And these people were coming home and they were finding a little pyramid shaped uh, uh, pile of sawdust. Mm-hmm. And it was burning oh. on their on their brand new hardwood floors in these brand new oh. homes. Oh jeez. And they they thought that you know, maybe the builders Still had keys to come mm-hmm. in, and they were screwing around with them, or someone was playing a practical <laughs> joke. You know, your your head starts sure, going, right? Yeah. So they cleaned it up. Yeah. And two weeks later, they come home. There's this pile of sawdust, and it's smoldering. It's on fire. Hmm. And someone said, "Well, put a camera up." So they did. They put this camera up on a tripod, and you can see on the screen, like if you watch, mm-hmm. you know, what the uh, thing recorded, something comes up, knocks the camera over. Oh. And then. The little sawdust fire fires up. Wow! So I guess someone had uh, they had a shaman or someone come in and say, "Hey, you know the builders and everybody here pissed the elementals right off, and this is their way of mm-hmm. showing their disdain." Right. Right. So I guess they had to, they told this couple, you know, to make an offering, peace offering, and I get, I don't know what they did in the back where they, they buried tobacco mm-hmm. or they planted something or I, I'm not sure what they said, but. It was in the same area, Georgina Township. Yeah. And uh, so there might be, I don't know, maybe it's the Rakes yep. land. And he's not happy that, yeah, you know, yeah. with with progress and all these subdivisions and every, every town and yeah. city in Canada and everywhere else is growing, mm-hmm. that they're moving into his territory. And Yeah. But she said an elemental. And I would assume that he or it would kind of be an elemental as well. Yeah. Right? So some form of entity. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating because I even got into a conversation uh, with a a couple and they come out with a comment that even though you may own your house, actually the bank does, but but it's not really yours, right? You know, when you look back into the history and and stuff. So, and it was even John that had said to me the one time about uh, the owner of my house or he said, the spirit yeah, the house. yeah, that that was saying that he was very happy with what we've done with the house, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, but then there's those people that go in and change everything and tick off the spirits, right? Or, yeah, or the, put a subdivision the ones, up, yeah. right? But I thought that was fascinating. We don't really own the place, you know. I mean, it was the land that it was on. It was, you know, somebody else's originally, and mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, fascinating. But That's some it. of those spirits have to realize. Yeah. That it's your house now. Yeah. And it's not theirs. And yeah. they got to move on. <laughs> That's gotta right. Get over it, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. So, one of the other things I wanted to bring up real quick um, is the topic of orbs. 
mm-hmm. because we were talking, or I was talking about this with Linda from uh, Georgina Paranormal. And there are some um, investigators that say, oh, it's, it's always dust. It's always bugs. Right. There's nothing paranormal about it. Dust, bugs. Yeah. But, I mean, we're, I, we're on stage here at the Harrison Theater, mm-hmm. and Kareen... I was taking pictures with my phone of yeah. the of the of the uh, the seating area here, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. not that's the, not dust. That's not dust, and that's not bugs. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. like the the, the orbs and the orbs in here are definite. are crazy. And I've yeah. posted pictures on the Facebook page of yeah. them as well. Yeah, and like I mean, they move so fast. Yeah, and some of them change direction, like right, like and go straight up, and go straight up, yeah. or do a barrel roll and, and yeah. go that way. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny that a lot of paranormal investigators just dismiss it as mm-hmm. bugs or dust. Yeah, because dust floats. Yes, and it, it we have gravity. Yeah, so <laughs> it brings yeah. dust down. Brings down and yeah. there's nothing in here to disturb the dust right now. Like we're not no. clomping around. No, and uh, stirring things up, so to speak. No, and when you see something shoot across the chairs, the seating, yeah. you know, do a complete. Roll yep. and then shoot off the other way. Came right yeah. for your camera. Yeah, and the oh, one that came right for my again. camera too. <laughs> yeah. So one investigation that was done here, and I mean, we dismissed it as dust, but it was dust because we had the cameras on, um, and it was we were out in the front lobby, but you could see uh, on the cameras the dust coming down the stairs, but it was floating. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was like, wow, look at all those orbs! And at the time, I'm a rookie at this, right? And it's like, those aren't orbs; that's just dust. Yeah. But it was all uniform as far as coming down the stairs, you know. And then when the uh, forced air would shut off or whatever, you know, it, it was still there, but it wasn't as much as soon as forced air would come on. But it wasn't shooting like I see what you do right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, those orbs are shooting every which direction. They're going up. They're going down. Yeah, they're crisscrossing each other. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so. uh, coming right at you sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it, it is amazing. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can ask them, like, can you just stop or can you slow down? Right. And they will. Yeah. With, you know, or you say, yeah. you know, can you, can you just hold on a sec so we can get your picture? And you'll see them slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's odd. And, and I know that there's even been some studies where people have taken pictures of orbs and then zoomed in on the picture or whatever. And there's actually bases oh, involved. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's yeah. like, wow, that's kind of freaky. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's even before, long before digital and stuff like that, that, you know, faces were appearing in these orbs. Yeah. So, Or where you could alter things, you know, in yeah. Photoshop. And, it would take a lot, oh, a yeah, lot of times sure. to do that. Sure. Um, if somebody actually had the time. But, <laughs> yeah, They're pretty cool, though. Oh, yes. And uh, I think you sent me uh, Color of Orbs uh, yes. at one point. Uh, yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah they, all, they all had different meanings. Right. Blue was good. Mm-hmm. White and yellow were good. Right. Black and brown are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what red was. But we've seen, yeah. I've only ever seen a red one once, and that was when Aaron Montgomery was our guest. Right. And we were at the back of the theater yeah. taking photos from the other side. Yeah. And a red one. It looked like a little laser beam went shooting across the back uh, yeah. of the seats. And Erin saw it, too. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so cool, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was neat. But the first red one I've ever seen. It, it looked like a laser pointer yeah. like going across the back. So yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. And that's uh, 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 
a whole thing. I think you posted that on Facebook. I think so, anyway. Uh, or maybe it was on the colors. Messenger group or yeah. whatever. Yeah, but maybe we should post that yeah, up. Yeah, uh, I still have it, I think. Yeah. Or if I don't, I'll, I'll But even um, people's auras can be in different oh. colors as well. Yeah. Uh, now, um, I can't say that I... I mean, at some points, I, I sit back and relax and I, when I'm people watching, and I'll see if I can see auras. I don't see colors, but I do see a glow. I've, yeah. Right? I've seen and, a glow. Yeah. And, and which I, I find that absolutely fascinating. But that's the same thing where different colors, they say, as you, as you, I guess, exercise that to see auras, um, you might be able to start to see colors. And different colors mean different things. When I was a kid, 12 yeah. or 13 years old, before I was told by that psychic medium to suppress any clairvoyant abilities I had, mm -hmm. I could see auras on people. Yeah. yeah. And I, I had no idea what they were. Yeah. I had no idea what the colors meant, but I would see green, I would see blue. Is that right? Wow. Yellow, cool. orange. Yeah. And it was really neat. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is, but I thought everybody could do it. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. right? Cause yeah. Because when you're young. Yeah. And uh, because we got rid of that malicious spirit from my house and she didn't want me doing anything to. Right. To draw to, it back. To draw him back. She says, Stop you know, doing it. Stop doing it. Yeah, and when you're a 13 year old kid, that yep. was that was pretty tough because she was like, no more horror movies, no more Stephen King novels, no more <laughs> no more creepy comic books, and yeah. I was like, oh man, really? I until I was that. 21. Until okay. I was 21. I was gonna say when, when I did it. When did you go back to it? Or well, you, you know what? I just pushed it all out. Yeah. So I, I didn't really go back to it until we started doing the podcast and the and the. And investigating with ship, and then it all just came flooding back to me. And you know, and when John and I were connecting, and we were moving spirits and doing our thing, and so oh. he and I were a team. Yep. But I guess I'll have to find. Uh, well, you got to work on your <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, your abilities, or yeah. or I'll have to find somebody to team up with. But. Yeah, a lot of this stuff probably can be found in your book. So uh, tell me a little bit about your book. Well, you know what's funny? I just got a text here, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I thought I'd put this in. Uh, Airplane mode. <laughs> but there's a chapter in my book uh, where I talk about my Uncle Bud and my Uncle Earl. Yes. And they, are, I know for a fact, through John, that they are two of my spirit guides. Right. And my cousin, my Uncle Bud's daughter, who's my first cousin, she just messaged me and she, she had asked me to send her a couple books. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to give them out as Christmas presents. And... She said, you know, she says, I had a quick look through. She says, I read the chapter on the Rockwood house because it was in Rockwood. Mm -hmm. And she says, it brought back memories. She says, I'll have to let Rick read it. And that's her brother. Um, she says, P.S., the book cover, book cover is very, certainly colorful. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, just, she says, you must scare the crap out of your wife when she rolls over at night <laughs> and gazes into your eyes. <laughs> but uh, I think I've talked about their home on earlier podcasts. Now, yeah. they, they bought a home. Mm -hmm. uh, near Rockwood, Ontario, beautiful little area, but they found out it, it was it was on native burial ground. Oh wow! And it's like sounds like a movie, mm -hmm. bad movie, horror movie plot. Sure. But when they started, uh, I think they were doing some gardening, and they actually found some pots and like some artifacts. And they stopped, and they're like, okay, you know, they did the right thing, the respectful thing. They called the University of Toronto archaeological team. They called the Six Nations. Uh, reserve people and said you know can you come up here and and have a look and they did uh, i think they did a proper dig mm -hmm. and everything else but right after that their house 
was like crazy haunted oh. with native spirits. Wow. And back when cassettes were a thing, before digital recorders, my aunt has recordings from her backyard. Now, they had a beautiful backyard, big willow tree, and they had a pond, and there was all forests in the back. And they have uh, drums and chanting hmm. coming oh. from the forest. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've never heard it. I've always wanted to hear it, but yeah. apparently it's just like, whoa, like, we'll <laughs> give you the heebie-jeebies like crazy. Yeah. But uh, my cousin, her brother, he was on the couch downstairs one day he was watching a hockey game or whatever and it was almost like two big guys picked up either end of the couch and started slamming it up and down on the ground and the energy that that takes oh yeah and yeah. he like bolted out of the back door and yep. you know terrified right mm -hmm. and i think before that prior to that he was coming up the uh the stairs from the basement with an armload of beer and this native woman this nasty native woman who i saw in the house after oh. uh, a short time appeared before him like full manifestation and he was like bah you know the beers oh, went sure. flying and smashed on the ground <laughs> yeah. and he went back down the stairs and out the back door you know <laughs> and uh terrified to go back into his mom and dad's house yeah. right and this was a long long time ago but uh there was all sorts of crazy things happening in that house like my cousin chris mm -hmm. who was a year younger than me and this is probably when he was nine or ten he was sitting on the couch in the living room with 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 his grandparents who were my aunt and uncle and he saw a little person, like mm -hmm. like an action figure sized person, run. He was like hiding behind a candlestick or something, and it like ran to the next object on the, like he was hiding. <laughs> it's like a movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like the Indian in the cupboard. Or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And it was like yeah. it was looking at him, and he was looking at, it and my aunt and uncle knew it was there. Oh yeah, and they were ignoring it. And he oh. and he said, "Grandma, Grandpa, like what what is that thing?" And, and yeah. they said, "Oh, don't, don't worry about that. Just ignore it." Yeah. And to this day, he's like, I wish I'd pressed a little bit more and yeah. said, yeah, what is that was. thing? It was a tiny little creature. Yeah. And it was running across the table and it was like hide behind something and deke to the next one. Wow. And uh, after my his grandfather, my uncle, passed away, uh, he had visions of seeing him in the front yard uh, standing amongst totem poles. Mm -hmm. So my aunt figured out I'm not sure how, maybe through a past life regression or psychic or medium, that they were both native in a previous life, okay. and they were from different mm -hmm. tribes. And my uncle, you know, in that life, had captured her, you know, oh, did yeah. the old knock her over the head yeah. and drag her out, <laughs> and took her as his wife kind mm -hmm. of thing. And uh, it was a wild property. And I, I wish that property was still accessible for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't like messing around with the native spirits. Right. Because you hear all these because yeah. of their power and their energy. Yeah. But uh, one last little thing from the house is when my aunt was selling the place, she, after my her husband had died, she was in the sun porch. And there was a real estate agent there with a young couple showing them the house. And my aunt was looking down the hallway and the lady had kind of broken away from her husband and the real estate agent. And she's walking down the hall and she stopped and she looked at the wall. There's nothing on the wall, like no paintings, nothing. She looked at the wall and she had this look of pure terror on her face and she covered her face with her hands and then bolted out of the house into the car 
and was like uh, uh, honking, yeah. like let's get the mm-hmm. hell out of here. And I said to my aunt, I said, "What did she see?" She says, "I don't know, but whatever it was, the spirits didn't want that couple living in the house." Yeah, they so, made sure. Oh, yeah, they made so sure. Yeah. <laughs> they got rid of her real quick. Right. So, you know, it was a. And when we had gone to visit my aunt after my uncle had passed away, that same nasty Indian lady, mm-hmm. uh, I could see her oh, full manifestation yep. sitting on, yeah. the, on the wood box where the fireplace was. But I could also see my uncle. Mm-hmm. And he was standing behind my mom. And my mom knew he was there because she said to my aunt, oh, she says, you tell Bud to get off my back. Because <laughs> he was like poking her right, like, ah. Yeah. And my aunt could see him. Is that right? Wow. And I could see him. And I'm like, I described what he was wearing and everything else and his, the position that he was standing. And my aunt was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Very cool. And my dad's sitting there going, I don't, what are you guys yeah. looking at? Right? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> but uh, it was very cool. And this, and I guess he was there mm-hmm. kind of keeping an eye on that nasty, yep. you know, yeah. Indian lady because Protecting she, the family she, she yeah, because she could do some terrible, right. terrible things. Yeah. But uh, I do talk about that in my book okay. <laughs> to get back to it. Yep. And uh, it's been uh, selling very well, actually. That's good. Uh, surprisingly. That's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you two have a copy so far. Copy. But if anybody wants a Never copy know. of my book, yeah, let me know through the. Uh, it is an ebook form, but mm-hmm. you don't get the photos. And there, I've made some edits since. And it's not that much to ship it out. It's like seven bucks into the U.S., five bucks in Canada. I think you you've told some of the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably more in there. And oh, I've more. already started on a second one. You're listening to Phantom Faction podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. And Karina is going to tell us tell us some stories. <laughs> you might. Not might. You will. <laughs> well, so, I'm not as sensitive as you guys are. I don't. I've only had a couple of things you happen. you grew up in a haunted house. I grew up in a haunted house. I was two years old. Well, I was, actually grew up in two haunted houses. The first house I lived in was a family home. Had been in the family for... 80 or 90 years and my mom and dad had moved back in there so I was born in that house and then we moved to another house when I was two and that one was a double house and it was haunted like crazy what what <laughs> kind of stuff went on in the house um my first experience was when I was five I was uh getting ready to go to kindergarten I was an insomniac as a child Mm-hmm. And well, I was your poor mom and dad. I knew, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really worried about going to kindergarten, and it was new for me, and had to make new friends, and I didn't make friends that easily. And I so I was awake all night, <laughs> and mm-hmm. about uh, probably two or three in the morning, I heard somebody talking to me. I always slept facing the wall too, and I still do. It's weird, but I heard my name being called. And there, it was more than one person calling me. And when I turned around, there was three people, a woman and two men. The woman was sitting and they were just talking really gently to me and telling me that I was okay and everything was going to be fine. And I would make friends and things would be, would be fine. And I rolled over and I went straight to sleep. And so, and since then, I've had several psychics tell me that I have three spirit guides. So okay. I am actually not sure if they were ghosts or they were actually my spirit guides. Because uh, it's always, they were, I remember them distinctly. The woman was dressed, they were all dressed in like 30s, 40s garb, farm mm. type 
mid-length skirt the men had on overalls. You didn't um, recognize them though, as I didn't recognize relatives them at all. or even from pictures. Or I was five. Like oh, okay, so, so you're pretty young. Then. There wasn't a lot of pictures. There wasn't a yeah. lot of cameras. Didn't exist back then. Yeah. <laughs> no, my sister. There wasn't a lot of the old. We're going to take pictures. a brief <laughs> break while Dan picks his teeth up off the yeah. floor. No drawings. No drawing. No. <laughs> no stone carvings. Yes, that's what it was. Stone carvings. Yes. No, I didn't recognize any of them, but. Uh, Mm. I've had several psychics tell me that I've had three spirit guides hmm. and one is a very strong female. Right. And they've all said the same thing. So I think they might have been spirit guides. Mm-hmm. But other people have had other things happen to them in that house. My brother saw a woman in more, um, probably around the same era, or, well, maybe, no, probably be in the 1800s, the high collar and the tight bodice and the long dress. Uh, he saw her on my grandma. So this was a double house. My dad lived on one side. My grandmother lived on the other house side. So my brother saw that woman in um, on my grandmother's side. Um, so strangely, I don't think any of us were ever afraid of them. Though, right. like any ghosts that we had seen or experienced, we never had the feeling that they were um, nasty spirits. We always right. felt like they were more comforting spirits. You think they were family members or I don't know connected we, to the property somehow? Um I don't I don't I think the house was haunted always. When we moved in apparently, um and I would have been too too young to remember this. Um the very first night that we moved in, my mom heard a baby crying out in the backyard. Mm. And so she went out in the backyard to to see what was going on and my grandmother met her in the backyard she'd heard the same baby crying well so i mean it started from day one hmm. and uh i never trust the little baby crying no, stuff or, right. the, or the little Almost kid trying spirits. to lure you yeah, yeah. You know? i'm always like yeah you're on your own kid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think if you if you didn't fear them most likely spirit guides or or you know yeah and when you're five you probably didn't really you yeah. don't really think about it unless they do something that makes you afraid. Right. Uh, my dad had a lot of experience as well, but he totally did not believe in any of this. Your dad? Didn't you see uh, my Family dad, Cottage used to have a ton of uh, experiences? My dad and my uncle had a ton of experiences. They saw people, the house rocked one night, the cottage. It was a, just a four walls. It was a camp. They called and it, it a shook. camp. It's on French River. It just mm. shook, like, just shook. Like, both of them woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, they both were like, went outside to see what it was. They thought maybe it was like an earthquake or whatever, and there was nothing. Well, and then it Drew, stopped. that'd be Bigfoot shaking the, the yeah. cottage. Yeah, <laughs> Especially could have been. Could be, yeah. Because that was my dad's excuse, so it was a moose scratching himself on the <laughs> A moose scratching himself. That's a pretty big moose, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and where their camp was, yeah. was right in front of where the traders used to go by. Oh, so yeah. So go, well, right French River Trading French Post, River right? French River Trading Post, yeah. Yeah. And... They saw on more than one occasion a boat docked on down like a boat on their dock, but mm. when they would go down, there would be nobody there. No and boat. Either. No boat. They clearly saw a guy taking something out of the off the dock and putting it in the boat. Hmm. And my uncle was like, "Somebody's stealing the boat," and he would run down, and the, the boat wasn't yeah. even there. <laughs> so, but he always had like. He always, he had uh, he was very sensitive, but he never believed it. So it was weird. Dad has and presented himself to me, me as a spirit mm-hmm. when I was over at your house. Yeah, good old Jerry. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, oh, I remember that story. Yeah. Dad, dad's yeah. uh, got to be, yeah. you know, yeah. eating crow now. You, you, pick, I think you picked out his name and everything. I picked up. Yeah. That was a crazy day. Yeah, it yeah. was. And maybe we'll tell that story in a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. But something so. happened to your sister. Yeah. Yeah. So we had an addict. So when you say possibly it was family, it's, it's possible because a lot of the pictures that we had, um, the picture of my grandfather, great-grandfather, sorry, uh, all of that stuff got stored in our attic. So it was all the stuff from my grandmother and grandfather got stored in our attic. Uh, my sister was, um, you know, she was the one that, she was the very inquisitive one, and she got us all to go up in the end. It was an old attic. You had to get a stepladder to go up. Um, and so And there was only rafters on the, on the floor, and all that stuff was up there. And she was sitting on the edge of the uh, of the attic and she felt somebody touch her on the back and push her and pushed her out and she fell down the she literally uh, fell she literally fell yeah did she hurt herself no 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 she didn't so but uh she wouldn't go back into the attic after that no no and the picture of my great-grandfather had blood on it after that but nobody was near it Wow. Whose blood was it? Don't know. <laughs> Just kind of we all ran down, and then when we went back up, there was actual blood on the picture of my great grandfather, and just a speck. But weird. Maybe somebody broke cut their finger. We don't know. But maybe a nobody mosquito threw it. up on it or something. Maybe. <laughs> but we used to go up there all the time. <clears throat> the one day I was over at Kareen's place, mm-hmm. and this is when she just started with Ship. So I was teaching yeah. her how to mm-hmm. download the uh, audio files and listen to them on Audacity. Right. And. Uh, when it, we were sitting there at our computer table, I could see something to my right come down the stairs. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, you know how I'm pretty good with names, right? right? And I said, who's Harold? It just mm-hmm. popped into yeah. my head. And she says, well, that's my uncle. That's my uncle. And I said, is he passed on? She's like, yep. Yeah. I said, well, he's standing right here. Wow. And then, to, what, not 20 seconds yeah, later, yeah. I felt something come up my back and I said, who's Reginald? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, that's my other uncle. Yeah. I says, he <laughs> passed on? Say. She's like, yeah. And Harold and Reginald no, they're are not, not they're common. Not it's either Harry or Reggie. Yeah. Right? And, and and I've, never read, I've, ne- I've never met a Reginald right. in my life. Yeah. Right? It's an old name. And then I said, I said, your, I said, your dad is here. And I said, it, it's, a, it's a G name, but it's, a, but it's not kind of I forget what I said and I I was getting all excited because I was you know I was on a roll I said is it it John is it Jim and she says no she says and I said okay I said let me focus Mm -hmm. I said your dad's name is Jerry and poor Kareem almost (laughs) fell out of her chair (laughs) getting a little weepy there and I'm like oh no right so and then I said what was the other name Mary or it was Helen Helen. I said, who's Helen? And she Mm -hmm. says, that's my aunt. And I said, she passed on? She's like, yeah. And then there was another one, Stephen. Yeah. You had a cousin cousin staying with you, but you also have a cousin that's passed on that was named Stephen. Stephen, And I was getting all these names. Mm -hmm. And then she uh, was telling me about, oh, and then I describe your dad to a T. To a T. Like he's had the the burl cream going back and the glasses (laughs) and he wore the thick gray cardigans all the time. Wow. And you were telling me about finding dimes, dimes. all over the house. All over yeah. the house. So, Everywhere, actually. So, Tim of course, I took a picture of the room and I sent it to John. Yeah. And I said, what did you pick up? And I didn't tell him anything. No. And he says, 
has she been finding a lot of dimes everywhere? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, whoa. And, and then he said, did you find one in a weird spot? Because yep. that's from your sister. Yes. And you were at a coffee that shop. Was, it was about right? a week after my sister died. I yeah. was at Tim Hortons in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Which is a coffee shop coffee for those shop, who don't yeah. know. And I looked, I was standing waiting for my coffee, looking down at the floor because I don't want to make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked up to see if the coffee was ready and looked back down. And when I looked back down, there was a brand new, it was a brand new mint dime at the tip of my toe. Like just yeah. sitting there, and, and it and, hadn't been there. A and John said, that. Yeah. "the the weird dime or the one that you found in a weird place was from her sister." Wow! And uh, you held yeah. it together pretty good. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was going to have to take you outside and slap you around a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> get some more beer out of the fridge. Get some more beer. That's but the uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a yeah. weird day. Yeah, I was on a roll, and then John was on a roll, and yeah. uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, it's one of those aha moments, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. You know, it's kind of neat like, that you wow, got the they're... J name because most people would think Jerry would be a G. A G. Hard G. Yeah. And dad spelled his name with a J. But his yeah. name was Gerald. It was Gerald. With a hard G, right? Yeah. But he spelled Jerry with a J. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and then he said, your dad, your uncle, and I think your sister or another uncle showed up at his place. Yeah. And they were all coming at him at the same time. Yeah, because they're not listening. And they're all like, tell her about the dimes. He's like, I am. (laughs) Quit bugging me. I'm trying to text her here. And, uh, you know, you had like three family members in John's family room going, oh, tell her about this and tell her about that. And poor John was like, ah, you know, leave me alone. That's my family too, right? They all talk over each other. Well, they they were doing it to John. Yeah. Isn't that something? It was cool. And I talk about that in the book. Actually, yeah. Oh really? I think yeah. I called the name game or something. Yeah. Because there there have been other times where I've been places. Yeah. Like I was at a recording studio doing yeah. some voice work, and there was a bunch of people there. And I said to the the guy who ran the place, and I go, I forget the name. I said, I go, who's Roger? And he goes, oh, I don't know. And he says, I said, well, there's there's a spirit here named Roger. He goes, okay. So he texted the guy who actually owned the place. Mm-hmm. He goes, Roger's the name of the guy's the father, the guy who built this place. Oh, wow. And I said, who's Patty? Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. So he texted, he goes, who's Patty? And he was his first wife. And this guy's looking at me and he's like, how are you doing all this? And I said, I don't know. Yeah. But the names were just coming to me. And then when we were leaving, I could see the two spirits standing in the hallway. Yeah. Like just their silhouettes, right? And it's like, see you, Roger and Patty, yeah. you know, like have a good night. Yeah. And, uh, or whatever his name was, Stephen, or I forget. Yeah. But it was cool. I guess when the conditions are right. You know, you, you know what? Fed yeah. properly. It is. And yeah. I was relaxed. Yeah. And I knew something was there. And yeah. then, oh, but the other part was there was someone, a uh, spirit staying in, in the doorway. Mm-hmm. And I got his name too, but I said, and I described him. And the guy says, oh, that sounds like our sound guy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He died a year ago. Mm-hmm. I said, do you have a picture of him? He says, yeah, it's right on the wall over here. And, I, and it was like, oh, that's him. And he was standing in the oh, yeah. doorway just watching us. And he had his arms folded. He was kind of leaning against the, yeah. the door Checking frame. Everybody out. Yep. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, you yeah. Know? And everybody in the room was looking at me, and they're looking at the doorway because they can't, they can't, <laughs> they can't see, see it. See her, yeah. And they're all yeah. freaking out. And the one girl goes, you're the ghost whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. And I'm just... Yeah, and I'm just a weirdo, you know. Yeah, see stuff and and I and I think that's totally true. Though I, I think if if the situation is right, or you know, you're feeling relaxed, you're you yeah. know, um, sometimes it's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And sometimes I have to struggle. Yeah. And I don't know why. And I don't know how to. Yeah. 
you know. But I think it's the same when we go on uh, on you know ghost hunts and stuff like that. Yeah. That uh, you know the conditions aren't quite right, or you know um, you, you don't get too much. You mm-hmm. know, uh, like when we did the Wellington Museum. Right. I mean, over six hundred people died in that building. Yeah. But I mean, we got a lot of EVPs, but there, it wasn't anything really. Yeah. There wasn't There's anything really do- really out. dominant yeah. Yeah. there. But maybe we'll have to go back and try yeah. It again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do think that, uh, it, you know, a lot of even the TV shows that are on and but when the people say that they, they had a sighting, a lot of times it is during the day, during their regular routine or whatever's happening, right? And then as uh, ghost investigators, we go in at nighttime yeah. and, you know, the maybe there's not as much activity at that point. They're gone to bed or they're, you mm-hmm. know, who knows what happens then. But yeah. And sometimes you do get activity, especially if you're, you know, you're, you raise that, I guess. But um, I think a lot of times that a lot of these investigations should be done during the day or active hours. But it's hard to do. It is because there's employees yeah. around. There's families right. around, people, you know, yeah. people driving up and City down the street. traffic, bark, yeah. Dogs yeah. barking and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of like the dark. Yeah, it does make it a little because creepier. It, uh, yeah. Well, it, it kind of opens yeah. you up a little bit more, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're a little you're, more aware. You're more in tune, you're hyper aware, yeah. you know, things around you. Like even here, yeah. like we're, it's kind of dark. Yeah, well. Yeah. Like if we turned like that one light off, we'd be sitting yep. in total darkness. And just on the other side of this curtain, yep. it's pitch black. It's pitch black yeah. in there, yeah. So maybe we should do it like, like candlelight one, <laughs> one night, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something else. So from a very young age, you uh, yeah. you experienced these things. Did you maintain believing in spirits at that point, or always? I've always believed in them. I never believed anything was happening to me, but um, I never after other than those three, I never seen anything after that. But I had experiences in the house afterwards when I moved back in there after I had my daughter, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think John actually mentioned this on one of your podcasts, things missing all the time. So mm-hmm. when I moved back in there, I would lose stuff all the time. I would take my earrings off at night, put them on my bedside table. Oh, yeah, you were talking about this the other yeah. day. And in the morning, they'd be gone. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I know I don't have a very good memory, but I know that I put those earrings there. And then, um, then my camera went missing one time and a couple of other things. And uh, It's like John with all his tools going missing at the yeah. rental property, right? right. Yeah. The one time I was taught, and I I would talk to them honestly, so it's a good thing that there wasn't anybody there. But well, didn't you ask? To have I did. Your I asked earrings for my back? earrings back. I said uh, mm-hmm. they took something else. They took another pair of earrings of mine, and I said, you know, this is getting annoying, and I don't care about those earrings. But if you could give me back my moonstones, I'd really want my moonstones back. The mm-hmm. other ones I don't care about. And two days later, the both moonstone earrings. We're in the middle of the hallway going up the stairs. Sorry. Side by side. That's cool. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Now can I have my camera back? <laughs> did you yeah. get your camera back? And I got my camera back. Yeah. Where did a week it sh- later, where underneath did it show my up? bed. Under your just bed? Just under the bed. Just right where I could see it. So it yeah. wasn't there before. Hmm. It was right there. And I was like, yeah. okay, thank you. I always made sure to thank them if they return stuff. Right. And said, you know, and... Even when they took stuff, if it wasn't stuff that wasn't important, I'd be like, okay, you can have that, but yeah, 
like don't take the yeah, other my, stuff. My sister had a very similar experience with uh, I believe it was earrings and a ring, but that I mean, set down at a bedside table, mm-hmm. always you know in the same spot and uh, and having it disappear. And yeah. they searched up and down yeah. and the whole bedroom under the beds, everything could not find it, and then almost giving up. And then uh, one last look as she goes upstairs, and there they are sitting yeah. on the table In where they were supposed view. to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, so. Michelle de Roche said sometimes it's not that they move them, mm-hmm. it's that they can camouflage, camouflage them. them or cloak them somehow. Right. Like it's, they're still there. Yep. But you're not seeing them. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works, well, but it's yeah. didn't work with my earrings because I vacuumed no. that hall several times. So <laughs> even if they're you didn't hear the click click going, <laughs> up, going that. up the tube. Yeah, mm. a little cloak of invisibility. Yeah. Is, That's right. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, and uh, even the dimes, I find dimes all the time. Everywhere and, I do too. And uh, well, I was at your house the other, yesterday, yeah. and I, there was a, a random yeah. dime yeah. sitting there. Yeah, yep. heads, heads up. Yep. Heads up. And I said, Are "You still finding dimes?" She's like, "Oh yeah, like yeah. everywhere." Yep. Yeah, and my my son um, one morning, you know, I, I forget what he was all looking for or whatever, but as he pulled this the cover off, he, I think he was looking for a shoe. Yeah. But as he pulled the cover off, there was a dime sitting right on the toe of his shoe, right? And it was just <laughs> like, like how, what how does that happen? Yeah, yeah like yeah. you think it would have went flying or something, yeah. you know, and it pulled the cover off, but there's mm-hmm. this dime sitting on the shoe. Yeah, if anybody uh, who, listening who finds dimes, random dimes, make sure their heads up. Yeah, apparently they're always heads up, and the one yeah. yesterday was, was yeah. I never up. really looked when I when yeah. I do yeah. them, but you know, and I've told of experiences that I've had with dimes. It hasn't yeah. happened too much lately, but because no. uh, you've acknowledged it, yeah. maybe, and it could be they're yeah. onto you or you're onto them or yeah, whatever. but it was always dimes. I never found you know nickels or nope. loonies or toonies or fifty dollar bills. bills. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Oh, that's you know, after a... my dad died, I found them all over. And then my sister, she passed away a year later. It was even more with my sister. Yeah. After the two of them passed, it was like all over the place. Yeah. And whether it's just something about the size of it or, you know. Apparently it's because they're still made of silver. Yeah. They still have a silver. They still have a purity to them and they're easy for them to uh, transport or teleport or move or conjure. I don't know. Yeah. But apparently that's the theory because, I mean, even nickels. Yep. In quarters, there's they're just metal. Even nickels, I think, yeah. they don't have much. Yeah. Dimes still do. Now, are we going to talk about a little bit of paranormal at work? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. so the way I know Kareen is mm-hmm. from the jail. Okay. And yeah. we probably know each other, what, 14? Probably. Oh, 14 I've been years? there for 18 years. Or, yeah, so. so there you go. And you have another earring story yeah. from the jail. Yeah, and hopefully she's. It's not my earring story. No, but it's. Uh, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a guy come in who was an, a, an inmate, a mm-hmm. well-known. Everybody knew him. I was there all the time. Um, he had come in and he uh, committed suicide the night after he came in. So he came in one night. The next afternoon, he committed suicide. And he was one of those guys that always attempted suicide yeah. but it was like cry for help kind cry of thing right. yeah, but then always. the last time mm-hmm. he screwed he up and really yeah. was successful yeah, yeah. yeah and he was infamous in that he's place. always always yeah. we'd sent mm-hmm. him out many times and caught him just at the moment many many times on on previous admissions so and actually this happened to the nurse that admitted him the night before 
Mm-hmm. So he passed away, and I, I'd say it's probably maybe a week later. Um, yeah, I'd say about a week later after he died, he was in this particular range that he B wing was where he um, hung himself. She was doing meds in that wing, and when she walked into the wing, she felt a breeze, and there is no breeze in the jail, no. so you know. <laughs> And her hair It's like a, it's actually, like a submarine. You yeah. can't crack the window, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Every, it's, it's locked down. So she felt a breeze. Her hair actually moved. The correctional mm-hmm. officer that was with her saw her hair move. And uh, her her earring fell off. But it was a hoop But it went earring. flying, didn't it? It flew across to the other side. It was a hoop earring, but it was the kind that clasped lock. Okay. Like it was a yeah. lock clasp. Um, it flew off, and they found it on the like near the end of actually right in front of his cell actually was where they found Sorry. the earring wow. and it was still closed oh like the clasp was, the still, clasp was yeah. still closed so it's like someone flicked it yeah and like yeah, it phased right. through the flesh yeah. of her earlobe and yeah. went flying down the range and she was like she came to me and told me about it and i was like oh <laughs> i got goosebumps that time i was yeah, like for sure. and it was weird that it was her that had admitted him that night yeah and so it was like I was yeah. like, I don't know. I think that might have been him. <laughs> I, I, uh, so I've worked in two correctional facilities, and mm-hmm. I've had a couple ghost stories from, or incidents mm-hmm. at both of them. And it was both uh, seeing uh, inmates standing in cells. Oh, yeah. And then you go to check, and there's nobody in there. Right. And you know what? I mean, over the years, you always have suicides. Yeah. You have guys that, die of natural causes yeah. you know and that's a pretty crappy place to die you know mm-hmm. like everybody wants to die at home or right. know, or in a you know nice hospital bed sure. or whatever but uh, the one guy he was clear as day looking right at me from upper tier and i was like hmm there's there's mm. nobody in that cell and yeah. i went and checked and sure enough it was there's empty nobody. and i was like Okay. That's a little different, right? And at the other facility, it was the same thing. But he was, but he wasn't in a cell. He was standing on like the, uh, uh, just like in a common area between the yeah. the, right. the uh, different cell blocks. Mm-hmm. So, and bright as day, color and wow, yeah. Right. And I know, and in the same range, the one I was talking about, where the guy was on the second tier. Uh, I had a story told to me by one of the other officers. He was working the night shift. And sentenced inmates get these hard plastic cups. And they're responsible for it. If they lose it, they're in big Mm -hmm. crap. You you know the ones I'm talking about. Yep. And there was one sitting in the day room on the table. Mm -hmm. And the officer was at his desk doing whatever. And it was 2 or 3 in the morning. And this cup went flying off the uh the table and they make a racket Mm because it's hard plastic and and it clack 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 across the floor and he jumped up and he kind of looked at the the cup and he was like what the hell's going on here and there was an inmate who was awake for some reason standing at his door and he looked right at the officer says it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) the guy was like well if it was you it was like a a miracle because he's behind this steel locked door you know in glass Mm -hmm. and uh I think that officer was like, I don't want to work in there anymore. (laughs) Can you kind of move me? And up on our correctional center side, we had an older gentleman, uh, an officer who passed away. And back in the day when you could smoke in the jails, he always used to smoke a pipe and a very distinct flavor. Yeah. And guys would say that they'd be doing their rounds and they would smell his pipe smoke. 
Right. And it's like, oh, you know, whatever. Oh, <laughs> beep, beep. Whatever his name was. I I uh, and they say, oh, you know, Charlie's here or whatever his name was. And, yep. And uh, there was a couple officers that didn't like working up there alone Is, is that night. in the CC side where yeah, we it's are? Yes, on the, on the sensed area. When I went, the, when I started working there, when the CC side start opened, I remember um, they took me up there for a tour. And it was, I don't know what's, what unit it was in, but I remember I went into the one, I think it was the middle one. Okay. And, like, I felt sick when I got to the basement. Like, mm. I'm like, this is so, I could hardly breathe. <laughs> and I was like, this is so haunted. I'm leaving now. <laughs> like, mm. But there's never been a murder in one. there. Nope. It's always been but there's natural deaths or, or suicides. Yeah, but it's oh. only the one. Like, I went to all three. There's three of them, and I only went to the one. And mm. only the one gave me that creepy, I don't want to be You here. know where I'd love to do an investigation is the old Toronto jail. Oh, yeah? The yeah. old Don jail. I've, I've, it's, it's been closed down for decades. Not being used at all anymore? No. Right? If anybody's ever seen the movie Cocktail right. with Tom Cruise, uh-huh. uh, when they do the, uh, where he's in the bar, where they say it's in, it, yeah. it's, it's like in a jail. Right. That's the old Toronto jail. They, right? they, well, they filmed that in there, yeah. but it's so archaic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like they have gargoyles that oh. hold the tears up. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's such a cool place to to walk around. Yeah, and it's it's so morbid. Yeah, you know, and it looks just what you think of as in oh, a jail yeah. from TV. Yeah, for sure, it's like the creepiest place. And for a brief time, they were doing tours mm-hmm. there, and there was a gentleman from Scotland. And I think he used to be a correctional officer in Scotland or wherever. And he said, oh, can I go just have a quick peek at the lower tier? And the guy was like, yeah, go right ahead. And he got halfway down the stairs and he stopped. And he came running back up and he said it was, it was like he was walking into an ice-cold lake. You oh, could feel yeah. it rising up. And he says, it's pure evil down there. He says, I'm not going they down. They had the gallows down there <laughs> well, yeah, one time. Yeah. The, last, the last person to be executed in Canada was in at the old Toronto yeah. jail. In 1956 or something like that. If you ever watch Murder Mysteries, that that Don Jail is the real Don Jail. Yeah, we right. always talk. But about I'd love to do an investigation in there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah, I actually knew a guy who worked there when he was 19 years old. Picard. Oh right. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like our senior guy, like 40 plus years in, mm-hmm. but yeah. he started there when he was 19 years old. Yeah. Right. And the stories he had yeah. from that place were wild too. Right. But all jails. Prisons, you know, yeah, especially those ones in like region. Moundsville in the states, and where yeah. they filmed uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. You know, and all yeah. the, and, and you can go to these places. Yeah, they have yeah, tours, they have and tours. The, and they can set it up where you can do your own paranormal investigation. And oh, nice! It'd be cool. Yeah, you know, that, that'd be real. I'd love to do Alcatraz. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. It really yeah. looks fascinating. You can't yeah. go there without me. I, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. Well, you pay and I'll, yeah. I'll take it. As soon as I win that 12 million, you win that, yeah, win that, that lottery. Yeah. But I guess, you know, a, a lot of them, even the walls built of stone, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, it used to be used in water. the Civil War, I think, too, right? Yeah. And they used to have uh, caves, cave system in the in Yeah. The rocks I think there, there's I a think. lot more to it than just yeah. what, what is, mm-hmm. is seen, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, well, even the Kingston Penitentiary, I mean, the limestone walls. Oh, and, and it was yeah. all built by... Canada's oldest jail. Yeah. Right? yeah or oldest know, prison. By the yeah. inmates. It's like you're building your own space here, you know? Yeah. Like, 
But yeah, it's uh, some fascinating ones in Canada here that need to be investigated. Uh, they do. Yes. Yeah. We the need... one in Guelph needs to be investigated, but they want too much money. It's full of black mold and asbestos, too. <laughs> she yeah. just shrugs. That's, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's a little black building. mold. It's freaky. The uh, Kingston Pen, when I did the tour of Kingston Pen this year, and then the warden's house is across the street. Yeah. And it's actually a museum of, of all prisons in Canada. Uh, and fascinating stuff in there. I mean, stuff that the inmates made, yeah. the knives, oh, the, yeah. you know, You're whatever. They, they made stuff. some amazing You're stuff. preaching to the choir, they, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was just fascinating. But it was like, you know, I, I would have loved to go in there with some equipment and, you okay. know, yeah. just to see if I'd get any vibration off of any of that Apparently stuff. Apparently the old women's prison, which is right across. Right. Oh, okay. They used to hear women crying. Like Sorry. disembodied voices, yeah. like oh, crying right. and wailing, and they could hear it even in the male prison. Because yeah. I think there's a tunnel that goes underneath. Or I think uh, we will wrap this show up. Alrighty. Just to let people know, if anybody watches uh, the Foreman Brothers, uh, Living Dead Paranormal on YouTube, they mm-hmm. have they have tens of thousands of subscribers. They have agreed to be on the show. That'll be and, nice. And I watch a lot of their their shows. They're kind of like uh, a Ghost Adventures team. It's right. actually three brothers. Yep. Uh, what are they? She, uh, Sean, Josh, and Rocky. I think they're from Indiana. Okay. And uh, they do a really good job, and they do very haunted locations. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, I just really like their way of uh, their techniques that they yep they use and the way they conduct themselves. And I've been speaking to them on Facebook, and they're like, "Yeah, they'd love to be on the That'd show." That'd be great. And the paranormal team that handles all of the Bobby Mackey. Mm-hmm. Music World Investigations okay. yeah. have agreed to be on the podcast. Nice. So that's all coming in January. But, you know, we're, we're going to keep pushing on and mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. have some cool guests and some cool co-hosts. Phantom Duo. <laughs> Danny and Dan and guest. And guest, yeah. So. And, and thank you, Kareen, for, for joining yeah. us. Thank you for having me. Sharing those stories with us. And thanks to everybody for listening. Right. And tell all your friends. Yep. And check out our Facebook page, Phantom Faction. And if you want a book, get a hold of me. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.